Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushable. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Sound Prince for the week of August 2, 2020. We begin with some announcements and events that you might find of interest. First, the KCBPR committee announces that there is a new Zoom login ID for the KCB Zoom calls. Continue to use the dial-in number of 669-900-6833, but enter the ID 862-9889-6972. That's 862-9889-6972. This number will be used for all activities on the KCB Zoom line. One activity that will be using this new ID is Roundabout. Roundabouts in August will be August 7, August 14, August 21, and August 28. Programs are yet to be announced for August 7 and August 21, but on August 14, we will have a bingo, and on August 28, will be page turners. The time for roundabout is 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. each week. You can get the latest information on roundabout activities by subscribing to the KCB News email list. Visit our website at kentucky-acb.org and complete the sign-up form that appears on any page, or you can call KCB at 502-895-4598, and we will be glad to sub you to the list. Our email is kcb at kentucky-acb.org, and you can just send us an email as well if you'd like to be placed on the list. Another chapter that's holding its activities on this new Zoom line is the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision. KCCLV will be holding three events this month. On Tuesday, August 4, will be a business meeting at 8 p.m. On Wednesday, August 5, will be a low vision support group meeting at 7.30 p.m. And on Wednesday, August 19, will be a second KCCLV low vision support group meeting. Again, for these meetings, use the Zoom line at 669-900-6833 and the ID number 862-9889-6972. On August 6th, the American Council of Blind Lions will hold its monthly conference call. This meeting of Blind Lions is for anyone around the country and is an excellent opportunity to share ideas about how to be involved in local Lions Clubs. It's at 9 p.m. Eastern. The conference call number is 712-432-3900 and the call code is 796096. On August 9, the Kentucky Council of the Blind Next Generation Chapter will hold its regular monthly meeting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Zoom line. Same dial-in number and same ID code as above. On August 11, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind Assistive Technology Seminar will be held at 1 p.m. 
If you have iOS 13, you'll be delighted to hear about a new feature called Siri Shortcuts. Join BCB to learn more about this feature. This is not an in-person meeting. It is a Zoom meeting. RSVP by calling the Bluegrass Council at 859-259-1834. August 11, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, Savvy, will have its meeting from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time on the Zoom line. This is a great opportunity to share ideas and information. It will be held on the KCB Zoom line. And for more information, you can call 270-684-4418 or 270-686-8689. Join the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind at 7 p.m. Eastern Time by phone on August 12. Their meeting will be held on the line 605-475-4700 and the ID code is 155619. For more information about the Northern Kentucky Council, call 859-781-7369. The August Kentucky Council of the Blind Board meeting will be held on August 17 at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the KCB Zoom line. The Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni will have its August board meeting on August 23 at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The dial-in number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana will have a meeting at 7 p.m. on August 24. This is a membership call and... The number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. The Bluegrass Council Lunch and Learn for August is on August 26 from 1 to 2 p.m. The program is Kathy Holder from United Healthcare. She will be presenting on the benefits plans they offer to folks who qualify for Medicare and Medicaid at no cost to the individuals. For more information, contact the BCB office at 859-259-1834. The Statewide Council on Vocational Rehabilitation, SCVR or SACVAR, formerly called SRC, held its regularly scheduled quarterly meeting on the Zoom platform this past Monday, July 27. At the meeting, Cora McNabb, Executive Director of the Office of Vocational Rehabilitation, announced that the agency has funds that need to be spent between now and the end of the year, and that Categories 1, 2, and 3 are all open to serve consumers. This means that most individuals with a visual disability can be served by the agency. We hope to have an interview with Cora here on Soundprints very soon, but for now we want you to know that this appears to be a good time to approach your counselor if you need help with services such as work evaluation, training, technology to be used for employment, job placement, and other services related to work. If you don't have a case open with Voc Rehab right now and you would like to explore services needed for obtaining a job or improving your job situation, this also would be a good time to look into those possibilities. 
Remember that vocational rehabilitation services, including services for the blind, are available to people who are blind or visually impaired living throughout the state of Kentucky. Even though OVR personnel are working from home due to the coronavirus, they are taking phone calls and working with consumers. So if you get voicemail when you call, be sure to leave a message and they will return your call. If you don't know the number of the OVR office in your area, call the main office in Frankfurt and they can refer you to the correct person. The Frankfurt number is 502-564-4754. Be sure to listen to upcoming sound prints for more information about these issues. And if you have questions or problems that KCB can assist with related to these services, please give us a call at 502 895 Four five nine eight. From the leadership list on July 20 comes the following announcement. As we settle back into rhythms and routines post-convention, we are excited to announce the ACB Voices blog. It is now live and online. The blog seeks to capture the daily stories and experiences of Americans who are blind and visually impaired. In recent months, we have spoken about the changing world around us amidst COVID-19. ACB has been listening intently to the conversations surrounding these challenges as well as the call for greater diversity, acceptance, and inclusion in our country after the death of George Floyd. At the core is a desire to empower voices of our own diverse family and to share experiences during these historic times so that future generations may better comprehend where we currently stand at the intersection of adversity and opportunity. Topics for blog submissions may include COVID stories and or challenges, how the larger diversity conversation in America has affected you thus far, and your daily experiences as a person who is blind or visually impaired living in America. Submissions can be sent to voices at acb.org in either written, audio, or video format. The blog will also be a space where you can learn more about ACB's advocacy efforts to share experiences from the 2020 virtual convention and learn more about ACB's ever-growing community. Be sure to subscribe so you can stay tuned in all things ACB, most importantly, the members who make up our family. Visit the new blog at https colon slash slash acbvoices.wordpress.com dot and finally, from our roundabout on July 31 comes the following information. You can automatically turn audio description on on your iPhone. Go to Settings, then choose Accessibility. And from that page, scroll down until you find Audio Descriptions. Turn this setting on and you will be able to hear Audio Description from services such as Netflix without having to change any additional settings. 
Note that this does not apply for all services having audio description, but it sure is handy for many of them. On page two this week on Soundprints, you'll hear Debbie Dethridge as she visits with us to make an announcement about our fall convention. This is from the Kentucky Council of the Blind Board of Directors, and we chat about what's in store for this coming November. And then on page three, ACB President Dan Spoon from Orlando, Florida, gives us some final wrap-ups and insights into the recent ACB virtual conference and convention. It was truly exciting, so well attended, and an amazing experience. You'll enjoy hearing Dan's additional information about the convention, and we do remind you that you can download all of the podcasts from the convention by visiting acbradio.org slash acb-convention. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcasts and receive them all automatically, go to acbradio.org slash acb-convention.xml. We hope you enjoy this week's sound prints. Page two. We're talking with Debbie Dethridge, who is president of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. And Debbie is going to visit with us today to talk about a little look at what the KCB convention is going to be like this fall. People have been asking, and we don't have a lot of details, but we have some information to bring to you. And um, so we thought this would be a good opportunity to kind of get the ball rolling and get some of you thinking about ideas that you might have for the convention. So welcome, Debbie. We're glad you're here. Thank you. Well, Debbie, the first off, you thought that your term as president was going to come to an end this November because in KCB we have term limits for our president, vice president, uh, first and second vice president, for our directors. And you've been president now for uh, one complete term, and the second term is almost over, and you just thought that was going to be ending in November. But uh, along came the coronavirus. So uh, it, it's kind of a surprise, isn't it? Yes, it is. So it gets to, it, it, it gets to extend the year, and how come it's going to, going to extend? Share with us what's going to be happening. The board has decided what will happen with the KCB convention. Well, uh, like you said, we don't have a whole lot of details, but uh, we have decided for several reasons. We are going to uh, have a virtual convention this year, and because of that, we have, would have to vote in person uh, for the officers or directors or whatever we're doing that year, so we can't do that this year. We just felt that um, it's we don't know what's going to be happening at that time, and we need to start making plans, and we need to start planning the convention. So the board decided um, that we will go virtual. There are several other states that have done this already and been really successful. We'll be able to have speakers and programs from all over because we won't be bringing people in. And so it's it's going to be interesting. 
the national convention. They just did their first ever virtual convention, and they didn't know how it was going to go either, and I think we're going to get their help. Um, plans, we've talked to them a little bit, and they might be able, I think they're going to be able to help us um, uh, stream our convention, so it's going to be in different times. Yes, it is. And uh, this, this will mean that we may be able to be a little more flexible on our times. We really don't know what the the convention will look like, but we do know that we will have a lot of things on Zoom and that we can stream those things. Now, we're not going to be able to have five channels of broadcasting like ACB did because they're going to have their regular broadcasting on ACB radio, and there may be another convention or two that's streaming that same weekend, but we will be able to have access to a channel and that means that people from wherever will be able to listen. Um, it also means that we, as you said, we can have speakers that we could never bring all into one convention at the same time. So how, how can people maybe uh, get, how can they share some of their thoughts or ideas on what we would be, what we might do for convention? Well, they can either contact me uh, by phone. Uh, my phone number is area code 502-594-9606. Uh, my email is dmd, as in David Michael David, for 0206 at gmail.com. Or they can call the uh KCB office number, I believe that number is 502-895-4598. We'd be interested in hearing what people want because in the past, you know, we've been kind of limited to what we've been able to do as far as programming or we've had workshops, you know, two or three going on at the same time. But uh, whether it's all vision stuff you'd like to see or... You know, whatever. I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities out there. Technology stuff, different topics. If you know, topics that maybe we wouldn't have been able to have in our convention because maybe we didn't have access to a speaker on a particular t subject. Some people have said, "Well, I don't know if we can have exhibits or not." Well, ACB has exhibits, and so we can certainly have an exhibit time. Um, it it was. It's really. The sky is kind of the limit. We will be challenged with programming scheduling simply because we'll want to get everything in. But I, I was interested by someone saying at the board meeting that perhaps we could, wouldn't have to start the convention at noon on Friday where people have to take off work to come into the convention uh, and, and maybe we could have more time uh, in in the evening, of course, we do have Friday evenings as it is, but that we would actually have more programming time because perhaps we could maybe have an additional day or do some creative scheduling to allow people to be there who ordinarily would not be able to come because of doctor's appointments or uh, work schedules or whatever it might be. So 
it, it really is kind of exciting to be planning something that's uh, a whole new look to what we're doing. I know I wasn't sure how the ACB National Convention was going to go, and I wasn't real excited at first, but then once it happened, I'm like, this is great, because anything you missed, uh, of course, they're you know able to archive their uh, convention and you get it on podcasts, but I mean, it was great, because didn't have to go anywhere, didn't have to wait in long lines for elevators, and... So it was great. They've, they're still getting a lot of positive feedback. And other states that have done virtual conventions, Florida, I know, and California are two that I know that have had virtual conventions, and they've gotten a lot of positive feedback. Uh, people that may have not been able to participate in the past because they've been out in the state and can't get here because of transportation, they're going to be able to right. listen. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be real exciting. I I believe, like you said, we don't have times or anything worked out yet, but I believe it is going to be around the first weekend in November. ACB Radio has space for us then, so we are going to snap that up. And, and you know, if if you're from out of town, you don't have to worry about getting back and forth from UCHM to the hotel. We don't have to worry about the time time that it takes to move from room to room or uh, the time to time to have the the dinner or the lunch or whatever there's programming time that can go right on in there because when you're listening virtually you can you can kind of go to the fridge anytime you want you know get that snack or whatever and and just go right on so uh, it's it's just a real different look than when you don't have that in person component to it. I was just going to say we'll miss seeing people, but oh, I don't know. Um, as far as the national convention, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I liked uh, they had several panel discussions. Uh, one on Braille, um, of course. Listening to the auction is. Always entertainment, even if you don't buy anything. Um, that was just crazy. Um, <laughs> and, of course, the opening session um, is uh, always neat. And um, people said, well, we won't be able to do roll call this year because we won't be there. Well, they recorded everybody in advance and played it, and it was just really neat. I was honored once again to be able to do that. And to answer that roll call, and so it was just—I mean, it was just amazing. There was so much good stuff. I don't know; it's hard to uh, predict stuff. There was stuff on smart devices and smart home stuff, and I'm still yeah, going just, back and listening to pod, uh, podcast. Well, and that's what is so cool about it, because if you miss something, or if you just want to hear it again. You can go right to that podcast area and download it, and there it is. You can you can uh, choose to keep the download or or get rid of it, whatever. But all of that information is there. Hundreds of hours of of information and fun. And Debbie, you are right. That opening session with that roll call. You know, I thought this is not going to be much fun because 
we're not going to be telling about our delegates and we're not going to be um, being you know, recognized on our vote counts and stuff like that. And I thought this is kind of going to be just sort of ho-hum. But, you know, as you went through that and it would go from one president to another and, and they'd say who they were and what state they were with and they had them all lined up in order and and played them. And it was, that was truly, it was one of those aha moments, you know. It, it just was very, very exciting and powerful that here were these people from all over the place that had come together to to make this happen. And you did a great job. Oh, thank you. And I thought it went smoother, too, because you didn't have to worry about somebody trying to find microphones and get to a microphone or if a microphone didn't work when they got to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That part, it was much, it went much quicker. <clears throat> Everything like that was getting through on time because you didn't have all those extra little things. Now, when we go back to in person and we are doing all of those things, that has its own flavor, too. And and that's that's good to listen to. Uh, if you can't be there, it's still exciting to listen and hear your your um, chapter, your affiliate answer that roll call and the information there. It's just two entirely different things. Yes, it is. We will have the the KCB convention then the first weekend in November. We're going to be letting people know uh, about the plans as they go along. We hope everybody will stay in touch and um, and keep up with what is happening. But a really big thing is, you know, as you said, contact us and let us know what you would find interesting. Uh, what kind of topic? Don't think, oh, nobody else is going to be interested in this topic. You might be surprised. Um, we've, we've had a lot of different topics in the past. Last year, the breakout that we had where Cheryl and Lucian Lott came and brought their, uh, brought things that are used in an operating room because they are both nurses. Um, I thought that was a very unusual session that we did in person. That wouldn't lend itself to a, to a virtual thing, but it's an example of thinking outside the box. So, right. you know, please let and us I know. And I didn't think that would be very well attended, but that room was packed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, you know, you just never know. And um, so we hope people will share with us what they would like to hear at this convention, whether it be serious things or fun things, um, things that maybe have to do with leadership or have to do with membership or um, building your, your group, your chapter, or just topic, something that you're interested in, a hobby or whatever. There's many, many, many things that we could talk about. So please give us a call and, and you know, let us know what you would like to see. Well, Debbie, this is going to be an interesting time for us to plan, but I'm it sure... It sure is. I never thought that I'd be planning a virtual convention, but here it is. <laughs> yeah, that's what Janet Dickelman said about the ACB convention. She said she, said she didn't when she became convention coordinator, she didn't sign up for this, but uh, it, it just was really good. And at the end of it, she said, you know, I just didn't know if I could do this because I'm not a very techie person. But she said, yeah, I think I did all right. And she really did. So that's going to be the case with, 
with KCB and all these other state conventions as well. So, well, thank you for being on Soundprints with us, and we will look forward to you coming back and sharing plans with us soon as this as this all unfolds. Great. Bye bye. Page three. Dan Spoon, ACB president, is with me today. And uh, we have just finished up a great convention, as probably most of you know. I would imagine almost everybody knows about that. But uh, Dan has agreed to spend a little time with us on Soundprints and give us a little wrap-up of that convention and just some of the great things that happened. We all know our little corners of the world, what, what we participated in and what we liked and so on. But Dan has the big perspective. And so, Dan, welcome. I'm so glad you're with us today, and I'll bet you're having some great weather down there in Orlando. Oh, uh, thank you, Carly. Yes, we're, we've got a, a little bit of a, 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 a level one hurricane uh, kind of brewing out oh. in the Atlantic, so uh, we're, we're, oh, hoping, we're hoping we're going to stay safe, but I think it's staying off the coast, so we're, we're in good shape. Oh, that's good. Dan, just tell us about the convention. You can take us through the process if you'd like, but I'm especially interested in the in, in, in how it is the perspective of the convention uh, at the end of the convention and now as we continue to get information about it and, and the, the stats that came along with it and just overall the reaction of people. So you can take this pretty much where you'd like to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure that you'll share a lot of good information with us so the floor is open for you oh well thank you carla yes i you know it's uh now we're kind of turning the page to a new month here and uh everybody's kind of had a chance to catch their breath so um <laughs> i think uh you know somewhat i i hope uh, at least for me it's still there the momentum and the uh, euphoria of of i think what was really a a unique but very very successful uh, convention. Our you know path to the future, kind of our first virtual entree, and uh, really the team did an outstanding job. I, I think to me one of the first key takeaways were just how many of our members participated and took an active role. I mean, with you know with 108 breakout sessions, with over 400 panelists. I mean, that's just a whole bunch of members right there. And then you add to it, uh, you know, the folks we had participate with our general sessions, both our staff, uh, wonderful lecturers from from the blind and visually impaired community across the country and even around the world with a wonderful presentation we had uh, from Martine Abel Williamson from New Zealand that honestly sounded like she was in your living room. It was so, so clear. Uh, there on the Monday general session. Uh, so first, I just think the participation was fantastic. The staff, uh, everything that the ACB radio volunteers and, and members did. Uh, and just just the overall, I think, people participated. Even like on the last night, Carla, uh, you know, Cindy and her folks had a, a community wrap-up call and they had over 350 people on that wrap-up call because people just kind of didn't want the convention to end, even after the banquet and and the wrap-up show. So that that went on till I believe almost two o'clock in the morning, which was <laughs> it did. Pretty amazing. Yeah. 
Absolutely pretty amazing. Uh, And so we've gotten some of the stats in, you know, through our breakout sessions and all that, we had over 55,000 contacts of people that participated in sessions, you know, with, with Zoom and with the ACB radio, we were really able to track the amount of participation. So, I mean, we had, I believe, you know, like six or 700 people that attended the board meeting on Friday uh, to get the convention started. And it just continued through the entire convention. So the banquet on Friday night, uh, you know, to kind of wrap it all up had, I think, close to a thousand people participate in it. And, you know, as an old convention coordinator yourself, you know, it's hard (laughs) to kind of keep that participation going throughout an eight day convention. And, And so, it was just amazing to see, you know, how much people really stayed in there and 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 really were engaged throughout the whole process. And now well, we're hearing just lots of requests for the podcast, and everybody still wants to to participate. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and you know, it, from from my convention coordinator days, I know that there's always sessions that are kind of small, that kind of um, that that don't quite meet the expectations, and I don't know if that happened this time. Haven't heard of any, mm-hmm. but I do know that sessions that you know the breakouts are always smaller than your big sessions sure. and your big general sessions and things. But I do know that groups that had breakouts that where you could compare to the attendance at an in-person convention. Mm-hmm. Um, ACB Lions, for example, normally would have between 30 and 40 people at its lunch, uh, which is its main business uh, and and program event at the convention. And, you know, there's just so much that happens at the same time. And so everybody can't have 200 people in the room uh, because there's also tours at the same time during the regular convention. And so when I lined up the speaker, who in that case was a sitting international director from Lions Clubs International, which is a a huge, I mean, that's a star for a a, a Lions group. I mean, a Lions Club hardly ever would have a sitting international director come to address them. And when I talked to him about coming uh, and participating and I, I told him, I said, now, we probably, we expect about 30 to 40 people. That's our usual number that we would have. And then, by the time you put the ACB radio numbers together and the Zoom numbers together, we had 100 people. I, and, I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just amazing. I, I, yeah. I think all of these sessions turned out to be that way. Families that did, too. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just amazing. And all, I'm sure that for other groups, the same is true. Oh, like the transportation uh, summit or forum, you know, they were hoping, you know, to, to get, you know, maybe 50 people or so for their opening <laughs> and closing and, you know, <laughs> hoping to get 15 or 20 to go through their breakout workshops. They had <laughs> 700 people on their, their final uh, show there on Wednesday, you know, and, and had five or 600 for every, 
you know, yeah, every one of like four pretty long running three and two hour sessions. So about 10 hours mm-hmm. of transportation that had at least a minimum of 500 people participating. So yeah, yeah. just amazing. Uh, accessible exercise equipment had 300 plus people participating. I mean, just numbers we haven't seen. And I don't know if we've ever seen them, but we haven't seen them in a long time. That's for sure. Uh, so so that was really, really uh, encouraging. And then, you know, we were able through some of our, um, you know, video, which was really kind of the first our first entree into really trying to do video in a significant way. So, of course, we did our opening session with video. We did our general sessions each day, our primetime shows and our banquet. And we had. Uh, you know, in excess of uh, 2,000 people, I think, listening, you know, and in, in, in liking and all that. I don't get always get the terms right on our <laughs> Facebook on our Facebook Live, you know, where we presented that. And so uh, it's it, and we now have all this video that we can repurpose and reuse for other events. The the other thing we actually had two specific prepared remarks from two sitting U.S. Senators, Ed Markey from Massachusetts and Diane Feinstein from California. One uh, presented before our Audio Description Project Awards on Tuesday at General Session, and then Diane Feinstein presented before the uh, boot camp, you know, the advocacy boot camp on Thursday evening. So, you know, again, the opportunity there to have two sitting senators participate in our convention with remarks directed towards the American Council of Blind, I thought was really special. Yes. And, you know, years ago, we we did have a, a senator, or one, uh-huh. usually one speaker, one, one political, uh, a big name yeah. of that type at, at conventions. But with the uh, scheduling of, uh, of their commitments and so on that have changed over the years and so on, that that has not always been possible in recent years. And this virtual convention made that very possible. And uh, I think that was a real, real positive for ACB. It really was. And then we got really good attendance. Um, People really enjoyed the audio described tours. It's not like going on a tour in person, but, you know, it was really uh, a nice substitute. And again, you know, people got to see things like Mount Rushmore that, you know, I really enjoyed that tour. I, you know, I've always wanted to go to Mount Rushmore and uh, boy, I felt like I was there. You know, it was really, really well done. Same thing with Kitty Hawk and the Wright brothers. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, I know even ACB families had a couple, you had a tour of Hawaii and, and a whole discussion about the civil war and, and I thought the presentation that the gentleman from APH did on uh, on the 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 soon to be you know the Helen Keller Museum that's coming there I thought that was really uh, very very interesting. Well, we would have never been able to have assembled that kind of programming, whether it be from the ACB side of things or the special interest affiliates. We we just couldn't have put together. Uh, from families, for example, that kind of programming if we had been in person because all the presenters that we had for our five sessions, the Hawaii tour, of course, and then the four others, mm-hmm. none of those presenters would have been in Chicago. So, right. you know, we, now we'd have had other programming instead, 
But um, this certainly is an example of how this really increases the reach of what we can do throughout the, it, it made it truly a nationwide and worldwide experience. Thank you. And, and I really want to encourage people, if you attended the convention and you've uh, received the request to complete the convention survey, please please take 15 or 20 minutes and do the survey. Uh, I think it, you know, we, we've already done a lessons learned from the convention with a professional facilitator, uh, you know, trying to really understand, you know, what went well, what we could do better. We're always, you know, even though I've, you know, Overall, it was, I think, a very, very uh, good success. There's always things you can do and learn and get better at, so we want to we want to take advantage of that while everybody's got the uh, you know the information fresh in their minds. And so, please take the survey. We're almost up to 500 people who presented, uh, you know, completed the survey uh, this weekend. And so we've got through uh, Thursday the sixth. So I would really, uh, you know. Encourage your listeners, if they haven't yet, please complete the survey. We really want to hear from you. And we'll include how you can get that survey, how you can get to it um, online. We'll, we'll give that link in the sound print. But also, Dan, if someone can't, can't complete that online, they can do it over the phone, right? They most certainly can. All they need to do is contact uh, Janet Dickelman, and she would be happy to work with them to uh, to help them complete it, just like we've helped uh, a lot of people go through the pre-registration process. So uh, let's see. If I can remember, Janet's number is 651-428-5059, I believe. And so Correct. She she won't get mad at me for giving out her number. She gives <laughs> it out all the time. So, That's so right. Uh, so please give Janet a call if you need any help completing the survey. So, Dan, with with this having been an absolutely amazing experience, a lot of conventions, a lot of states are now talking about holding virtual conventions. I know um, that, you know, Kentucky is going to have a virtual convention. Many others will, too. Some are just postponing their conventions, but others are are planning to hold it um, mm-hmm. online. And so those will take different forms. But there's also the the community events. Instead of slowing down, you know, I think we started those community events as a way to practice to get used to Zoom and get right. used to, you know, people hosting and getting used to people streaming, getting more people involved in doing those tasks. And so it became a training ground but as it gained as it gained momentum, then going into the convention, people were just calling and participating all the time, and uh, and that hasn't shown any sign of slowing down since the convention. I think Cindy told me she had fifty seven community events on the schedule this week, and I'm I, thinking, I, my I, goodness. I, I, that's true, and she told me uh, yesterday, she, and she's got 60 more scheduled for next week. And so it's not like, you know, it used to be, well, maybe I can find a time, you know, Tuesday at 7 o'clock. So now, you know, she may have three or four of them booked at the same time, and, and they have such different topics and different interests. And so they're all finding, you know, finding a lot of good participation. And it, uh, I think she shared um, – 
last week uh, with one of her, um, you know, we're trying to do a better job of kind of keeping a scorecard and tracking our data and our information for, for these mm-hmm. events, that mm-hmm. she has now had, I believe, 19,000 contacts with people through the community calls, which is <laughs> absolutely amazing. And uh, and I think uh, it, it it continues to grow. More and more committees are getting involved uh, doing uh, community calls, more and more uh, special interest affiliates, and mm-hmm. folks that just have an idea. I mean, you know, I talked to a gentleman the other day, um, you know, and he, um, Roger Dennis, and he was a recent oh, yeah. widower and, and started community chat on widows and widowers. And, yeah. you know, he, he's very dedicated to it, does a great job, gets, you know, a, a group of uh, people that have all kind of started to become friends and acquaintances. And, and what this does, it gives people inside of the American Council of Blind a place to belong and a, and a place to find peer support and people that are going through similar experiences that they really want to be part of. I, we've got a crafty call that I think almost has 80 to 100 people on it. There's there's cooking shows. I mean, it's just amazing, uh, you know, the different forms that the community chats are taking. I know that there's a board meeting coming up at, what, the end of August, and, of course, that will be uh, that will be available for us to listen to. Mm-hmm. But do you see – I mean – next year we don't know what it's going to look like and and so do you do you see us being able to have some other virtual components to things that acb is doing i mean it's probably early you can't say yes but you know right i and and things that you know one thing about being in uh, acb leadership as the president is we have to continually you know i work with our executive director eric bridges to kind of we have to keep thinking you know, 30, 60, 90, 120 days out there in the future of where where right. are things going to be. And mm-hmm. uh, we are even having preliminary discussions next week about our D.C. leadership conference and, and what it looks like the expectations are for that. Um, the board has already voted to have the fall board meeting virtually and not, not travel to Phoenix because of the because of the health and safety concerns related to the virus. Sure. And, and so that, that's already been decided. Um, so I would say we will, this will be part, uh, part of our discussion, I'm sure, at our board meeting on August 27th. Encourage everybody to tune into ACB Radio and listen. Uh, we also will be reviewing and approving our resolutions. We've had a couple of really good resolutions calls here over the last two weeks where uh, committees and affiliates uh, send in resolutions to the resolutions committee. So they're being vetted, discussed, modified. You know, you, the, the resolutions group, they were able to, to have a call that lasted till a little after midnight on Thursday. So I think they felt like it was old home week and they were back at the convention. <laughs> So For uh, sure. <laughs> they were they were very kind to wait till start till nine o'clock till we had our president's call and and that was really really well attended. We had fifty eight people on the president's call and they all voted that they would like to continue to get together on a quarterly basis. So we're going to do another president's call on October Thursday, October twenty ninth. And of course, Cindy has her Hump Day happy hours where she gets fifteen to twenty presidents every week. And we've now kind of reactivated 
uh, the president's, uh, you know, uh, email list. And we're already seeing really good dialogue, I think, back and forth between presidents. You know, some of us old timers think that everybody knows all this stuff, but we are we were always getting new presidents who are, you know, really have an opportunity to learn a lot from our our leaders who have been doing this for a little while. So it's really encouraging to see that dialogue that's taking place. Well, I think that the real takeaway from this, and, and it's going to take continued work, it's not just something where you turn the light switch on and there it is, mm-hmm. is, is getting people to think creatively on how they can present material, information, content, um, you know, fun things, regardless of what it is. Uh, today, not only because of the virus, but just because there's so many different ways to reach people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and trying to get all these people who are from very different circumstances and very different backgrounds, and, and, and they, maybe they can come to in-person events and maybe they can't, but trying to find a way for them to be involved and to feel included. Mm-hmm. And, and that means we have to be creative. And I don't think there's a single one of, I don't think there's a single president out there that can't do with a shot of creativity in this area because it is so new. It, it really is. I think there's just a lot for all of us to learn. And, and what we're finding by doing more and more things virtually, it's, it's inclusive. Even if it's a chapter meeting, uh, a, a state board meeting, a, Gosh, I mean, I, there was a affiliate the other day that had a virtual picnic that had really good attendance. <laughs> I mean, there's just all kinds of of opportunity there, and you know, our our population is is challenged in the transportation area, as we all know. And so, and then uh, state affiliates, you know, have have in many cases some very good healthy chapters, but in other areas of the state, they don't have healthy chapters. And so if you can get kind of that at-large presence going where people can, with, with, with Zoom now, have a platform and a place to engage and be part of the organization, I think it's really starting to make a difference. Well, this was certainly a great experience. I got to tell you, Dan, the only thing at the end of this convention that, that was really different from if we had been in Schomburg, was that we didn't have to get on a plane, come home, and unpack the suitcase and do the laundry. Yeah. But the rest <laughs> of it was certainly there. I don't yeah. know about you, but I was absolutely worn out at the end of the convention. I, I, it had, I, days I, had been so full <laughs> and so packed. I mean, I had to, you know. Sleep it off for a day or two. <laughs> I, I tell so, you, it was eight days of it. It, it was it was as intense as always, at least from my perspective. Yeah. The mm-hmm. other thing that I really found a benefit, and, and you're going to laugh about this, Carla, but I, maybe not because I know you get stuck a lot. Uh, not stuck. That's not the right word. But your responsibilities <laughs> put you in the exhibit hall and in the mini mall for so much of the convention. What yes. what you what you were able to do here is, you know, I could actually participate in more sessions than I could at a at a live physical convention because 
I could I could get on something either through my my phone or or my Zoom link or ACB radio. I could listen to something while I was eating lunch. I could go for a walk and participate in a session. If one session is like okay, at this point in time, I think I've gotten you know the majority of what I wanted to get out of that session. I could just change ACB channels and be in a new session. And so I and did a little. I didn't have to get lost and go find my way across the sky bridge or, you know, or, any, or find right. an escalator or anything else. So, so that was kind of exciting. I heard of members that actually had two and three echoes going and they would just walk from room to room to hear conversations. <laughs> so, so it gave us lots of um, flexibility. It was that, that part was really fun. Well, the other thing with um, exhibitors, speaking of the exhibit hall, mm. uh, I don't know about other exhibitors, but I suspect um, the mini mall had a huge um, increase in business mm. throughout this convention and convention period of time, from the time that pre-registration began until, um, the, until after the convention. In fact, I mean, I'm still getting calls that are as a result of the convention. Um, we had an amazing number of orders because, you know, our problem was that in, at the in-person convention, people come up to the table mm-hmm. and they buy things and they take them home. And that's the last you see of that item. At this convention, they call the phone number. We help them place their order. But then it still had to be, every one of them had to be shipped out. Right. And that has been an absolutely enormous job. You just wouldn't believe the amount of traffic that we had. Now, I thought, well, maybe that's just because it was the ACB mini ball. But I've heard of a couple of other exhibitors that have been equally backed up on their shipping like ACB has. Oh, and, that's that's know, really good to hear. It is, because yeah. you know then that people were listening to those people who were paying to be in that exhibit hall. Right. So it's it's been an amazing experience. It has, and a special thanks to our members, too. I mean, we had an outpouring. I think we had over 300 uh, individuals who sponsored uh, the convention, individual mm-hmm. sponsorships at the different levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mm-hmm. We actually sold out of Braille form raffle tickets. I don't think we've ever done that. Uh, no, we, had, we have not. We had over a hundred people either uh, either participate for the first time in the monthly monetary support program or increase their pledges, which was just absolutely mind-boggling. Just fantastic. Thanks to all those folks. The auction did you know almost twice as much as it did last year. I mean, just craziness with that auction, and <laughs> and, and so and the walk just did really really well. So. You know, our members, you know, just thank you, thank you, thank you. I know Tony wrote a nice uh, letter with a video the other day, but I I was just so uh, – it was so heartwarming to see the outpouring of support that we got from our membership. It was great. Well, Dan, thank you so much for being on Soundprints with us. It's just uh, – and it's been an amazing month of July, and we're just looking forward to – all the great things that are going to be coming from ACB in the next year. And I know that whatever next year brings with the convention, be it a per, an in-person component, 
uh, you know, some virtual parts to that, whatever. It's going to be fantastic. Thank you so much for having us, and uh, have a wonderful uh, rest of your weekend. Thank you. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.